Welcome to Dove and Dragon Health and Fitness. I'm your host, Emma Rustrath. I'm here with special guest, Emily Shaws. Welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. So you are, when we talk health and fitness, we also talk mental health. And you are a coach so we can improve our lives. Yes. Yes. I work primarily, I call myself a transformational coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and I work primarily with women who have invisible illness. And so from how I describe that is any chronic physical or mental condition where you've heard before in your life, oh, but you look normal. Oh, I hear that all the time. <laughs> Yeah, it can be, it's coming from a place of love, but it can be infuriating if you're on the receiving end of it. It really is. I mean, okay, case in point, I've had three strokes, brain surgery, and I have a lot of internal issues. And I always hear, you're not disabled, you're not um, sick, you look normal. Yeah, and you're like, just want to wring someone's neck, but they don't understand. And, um, and it's, it's frustrating. That's probably the most frustrating part of invisible illness is just when someone, especially someone you love, I mean, even if they're trying to understand if they, if they've never experienced it, Mm -hmm. um, they don't know, they don't understand what you're going through. And it's, um, it can be very isolating and lonely. Um, especially, yeah, like it is. So when you find a coach to get you, you know, you have to accept those around you. And when you have these invisible illnesses or diseases or whatever it is that we look normal, you know, you have to have the right coach to tell you one, be patient with those around you (laughs) and punching them in the face because they call you normal is not the right Probably not the greatest thing <laughs> from a spiritual perspective. Probably not, but understandable. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, one of the one of the things that I I love teaching someone is how you can. It's not your first thought; it's mm-hmm. your second thought. So it's not necessarily that initial reaction that you might have to any situation, whether it's mm-hmm. someone saying you look normal, or if it's you losing a job, or a new symptom popping up or something like that, your first reaction is probably going to be like a very human reaction. It's going to be, it might be anger or frustration or just, nah, or, or pity party. Like, woe is me, not me again. But the first thought isn't important. It's the second thought that's important yes. because that first thought can trigger you into thinking, thinking, okay, wait, this is just my reaction how do I want to choose to react to the situation? Because we always have a choice and that choice can literally make the difference between having a really happy life and a really miserable life. So this is very empowered to remember that, no, you don't have to go with that first initial, I want to punch that person's face reaction. (laughs) You're a choice, you're in power and you Mm -hmm. can react and respond in the way that best serves you. This is very true. I mean, we have my coach, the, when I started working with him, he looked at me, I don't want to hear that you're disabled. What can you do? It's that so was- important to focus mm-hmm. on 
what you can do on the positive things in your mm-hmm. life. Not all the time, you know, it's not like putting on a smile and never having a negative emotion. That's not realistic. It's not human. Right. But, um, you know, in the, I run a group, I work with people one-on-one, but I also run a group coaching program because especially for women with invisible illness, that support of, mm-hmm. you know, having people who actually understand what it feels like is so important. And the first time we ever meet, I ask people to, when new people join the group, I ask them to introduce themselves, explain, you know, what they're going through. But then I'm very clear as to, okay, from now on, we're not going to really focus on that stuff. This isn't the place to come and complain about, you know, your illness and all of the things that's keeping Mm -hmm. you from doing. This is the place to now focus on what do I want? Mm -hmm. How can I get it? Mm -hmm. Um, And how can I feel as good as possible on the way to it? Exactly. Your whole, your whole perspective changes. Right. When you're sitting at home in a chair, having a pity party and not doing anything, what are you doing? All you're doing is creating more negative energy. Exactly. When you go to the mindset of, I can do A, B, and C. Okay. I can't do what I used to but I can now do this other thing. Exactly. Or I can call this person who always, you know, is loving and supportive of me, or I can put on a funny movie or I can pet my dog. I mean, there's so many ways that we can distract, but shift our focus. Mm -hmm. I like to say it's a more, you know, it's more empowered. You're shifting, you're choosing to think about something else. Cause here's the thing, you know, everything's vibration. Like you just said, energy. Mm -hmm. And if you're in kind of a really low place about a certain topic, say it's your body, the odds that you're going to be able to suddenly like leap from here to way up here (laughs) and suddenly be so loving and like thankful and all this stuff. That's a really hard ask. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times it's better to just take a nap, go to sleep, do something, take a walk, do something else to kind of raise your vibe in general. Mm -hmm. And then when you go back to that subject, now suddenly you're looking at it from up here instead of down here, and you'll naturally see things differently. You'll naturally, you know, be more optimistic or get an idea or an inspiration of some kind. Um, But when you're in that, the muck of it, we tend to just try and work our way out of the muck. And it's so counterproductive. Like just get out of the muck, come back. It'll wait for you. <laughs> You'll be in a better place. It does. it does. Let's go back to 2011 for me real quick. Yes, please. Because, you know, 2011, I'm 28. I have an autistic daughter going through a divorce, had two strokes and brain surgery all at the same time. So you want depression. Well, now you're living in the mental depression of nothing's going to work. I'm in a wheelchair. I can't work. I can't do this. I can't do that. You know, it's taking years to go from I can't to I can. Yes. I want people to understand it's not an instant transformation. Absolutely. It takes years to get there. We have to retrain our brains and our ways of thinking because we are very, um, problem solving oriented, you know, that's how our, our left brains work. And we kind of like our dogs on a bone, we get something, we just went, when a lot of the times when you're in a situation where all hell is broken loose, Mm -hmm. 
a lot of times the best thing to do is to just surrender and be still and see what comes to you and relax because anything you do from a stressed out negative place, it's not going to, it's not going to bear the fruit that you want, but to be able to sit back and say, you know what? I trust that I am here. If I'm still here, then I'm here for a reason. Mm -hmm. And maybe I don't know what that reason is yet, but I will one day. And maybe I'm in a lot of pain right now, but I won't be for the rest of my life. Like any little thing that you can tell yourself to kind of nudge yourself up that scale of emotions, you know, from absolute just desperation to joy, like anything that you can do that you believe in, because Mm -hmm. I truly believe we are all here on this planet and God's source, whatever you want to call it, loves us. Yes. So it's not going to put us in a situation where you're going to like fall behind or, you know, you were in that situation and you trusted that I have the time to do the things that I need to do to take this journey that, that my soul wants or needs to take for whatever reason. And what an example you set for your, your child, you know, I mean, that is just to, to see a parent go through that and come out the other side, that is absolutely incredible and so inspiring. And, you know, that in and of itself is reason for the journey, like to, to inspire others, to know that you can be in a place where it looks horrible from every angle. And yet you can still Mm -hmm. come out the other end of it. Um, that's, that's just incredible. I mean, I pull, pull my daughter into some of these thought discussions and things like this because she's been there. She's seen me at my worst and she sees where I'm at now. This is what people around you see. Yes. You know, your close friends, your close family. They see you at your worst. They want to see you at your best. Yeah. Well, it's also really important to say, to note that it is so important to let people see you at your worst. If you need help, a lot of people, we live in a culture where it's very much like, you know, you got to do it your own. Like it's very, you know, American independent, like all, you know, like it's not worth anything unless you did it all by yourself. And no, we're social creatures. And there are times that we need to be vulnerable and ask for help Mm -hmm. um, because that gives other people permission to do the same. And then when we, what I found for myself was if anyone was asking me for with their problems, it was such a gift because it got me out of my own head. It got me out of my own situation that I have been like ruminating about and hating, you know, forever. And so it's such a gift to be able to go and help someone else. Um, but we have to know that we can be vulnerable and ask, and it doesn't have to be a lot of people, like you said, just your really close friends, your family. Um, but having that being brave enough to ask for help because it gets, you know, if you've been sick for a really long time, Mm -hmm. you can start thinking like, Oh, I'm a burden. I'm a bother. I'm always asking. I'm always asking, you know, um, and it's not true. If you love someone, you're going to be there to support them no matter what. And, um, but yes, to be in a, like you said, a positive framework so that you're not 
always kind of coming from a victim standpoint, if it, there's a very big difference between like, I'm in pain and like, I know I'm going to get better or I know I'm, this is temporary. It's going to pass. And I'm in pain. I'm always going to be, my life sucks, blah, blah, blah. You know, those are two very different energies and Mm -hmm. you're going to get a lot of different (laughs) things coming your way in terms of support, depending on which one you're, what one you're thinking. The the one that you're, I'm always in pain. I'm never going to get better. All the negative cloud that we part ourselves in when you're there, what do you attract? You attract more negative energy. Absolutely. You attract more negative from your family and friends and people. They don't want to help you because you're Absolutely. negative. Versus when you start helping yourself mentally, then you start attracting the positive. Anything positive will attract to positive. Anything exactly. negative will attract to negative. And you have to start with your own mindset. Absolutely. And you have to be cool with little wins. Um, Mm -hmm. A dear friend of mine went through a stroke recently and, you know, she's always been this like go-getter, gung-ho and everything. And now she is, you know, celebrating like moving a toe and it's Mm -hmm. just like, but she celebrates it. I mean, it is for, it is full on celebration because whatever you celebrate, whatever you're focusing on is going to grow. And so even if you're at a point in your life or your health journey or whatever, where there's not a whole lot of positive around that you can see, like find one little thing, find yeah. one little thing and milk it. <laughs> and then the next little thing that comes that might even just be a bird coming at you and smiling at you from the window, milk that. And because then you're going to increase your momentum in the direction that you want to go, as opposed to staying. Oh, in this direction. Yeah. I remember the first time I talked and people could understand me post-stroke. I was so happy because they could understand me. Absolutely. I remember I, I once got off an airplane and I went and I'm obsessed with dogs. Mm -hmm. Anyone who knows me, I'm obsessed with dogs. I also have an autoimmune condition. That means I am like allergic to every dog, no matter what. (laughs) And so it's, you know, that's like, yeah. ah, so frustrating. And I remember I went to see this doctor and did some treatments and I got off the plane and I pet this pit bull. So cute. And usually pits are pities are like, I get very allergic and I did not have a reaction. And I, I mean, I did a dance. I was just like, oh my God, <laughs> like, you know, so it's really about celebrating mm-hmm. any kind of progress because any journey starts with the first step. Like you have to, you have to have the strength and the courage to just say, I am going to decide that I am really from now on, I'm going this way instead of this way. Yeah. And there might be times when I dip back in, but I'm, I'm going this way. Um, and that in and of itself is a courageous act that can be celebrated. It is. You have to celebrate the little things. It doesn't matter if you're doing it in a health thing or you got a promotion, you got a penny raise, you, you know, oh, the gasoline went down like 10 Yeah. You know, doesn't have to be a personal win. It could be celebrating anything positive going on around you. Yes. Because like you just said, like when you, when you focus on the positive, what happens more things that you feel positive about are going to come to you. Mm -hmm. So, and they'll get bigger and bigger and, you know, but you gotta, you gotta 
you have to go with a little one. You know, it could be anything positive in your life. Oh, I completed my first novel. I wrote a chapter in a book. I wrote a sentence that has no spelling errors. Yes. You know, it doesn't have to be a major thing. It can be these little things. I love Nano. Um, I'm not sure if you have wrote something for what you're doing, which I think you should, but Nano is for writers and it's to celebrate the little wins. How are we progressing every month? And it's just for the month of November. Oh, I love that. Okay. I'm totally checking that out. Yeah. I, I definitely, I've written about my, um, journey in the past and I know I will eventually write something, but it's just not, um, I haven't gotten there yet, but I was, I was published once and it was the, one of the greatest experiences I've ever had. I got a book signing. I got to like do a reading at a thing. And it was just, it was such a fun experience. Mm -hmm. Um, but I also, yeah, I just trust in divine timing. I know that when I'm ready, I'll, I'll know that I'm ready, but I love knowing that, that resource. Yeah. Nano is for authors to have a little win. Exactly. Every day they give you a sticker. I mean, it's not especially for writers because writing is so solitary. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like you, it's just you and your computer or your typewriter or your journal. Like it's just you. And so you need to have some kind of celebration in order to keep the momentum up of doing it. Right. It's so So important. Support in any way is just right. So you get a sticker. So I'm using writers because I'm an author. I know writers. But you know, you get a sticker, you, your daughter gets a sticker in school, you, you know, whatever the wit- little win is, they learn a new word in school, celebrate yeah. the kids, the kids have a lot of little wins every day that we have to take advantage of, especially when our world, our yes. adulting world is shit. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I am in my group coaching program every Friday, I, um, will send everyone, a. uh, a voice text, an individual mm-hmm. voice text. And it's to ask them what their wins were for the week. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's so simple. It literally takes like, it takes me one minute. It takes them one minute. And yet that shifts your vibe so tangibly when you really sit down and think like, okay, wow. Yeah. I did. I did accomplish some cool stuff this week, or I did have some really fun experiences or just something. Mm-hmm. Um, it really, it can shift your entire attitude, which honestly, like our point of power, our point of attraction is the present moment. So whatever you can do Mm -hmm. to make this moment and your energy in this moment, positive, joyful, that is going to be what attracts what comes up basically like how you feel right now, like where you are right now in your life is the product of past thinking. It got you here. Mm -hmm. So if it's, if it's a place that you don't want to be in, it's cool. You can change it, but you change it by shifting how you think, not by going out and trying to like manipulate or control outside circumstances. Because Mm -hmm. if you're, if your happiness, if your joy depends on outside circumstances, like you're screwed because (laughs) basically you are going to be like 
schizophrenic. Like I'll, I'll be happy when this happens, but then I'm miserable when this happens and all this. And, and that's unfortunately how most people live their lives. It's in a very reactionary way of living. Whereas if you, if you really take the time to train your thoughts and know, know your power, you are free. You can go anywhere in the world. You can meet any person. You can be in any situation and you can trust that in yourself that I'm going to be able to handle Mm -hmm. and not just handle, find joy in whatever happens to me. Those are the people who we call masters. Those are the people like the Dalai Lama and Jesus and, you know, like Mm -hmm. the big ones because it's incredibly hard to do, but it is the most important work you can ever do because it affects your entire life and it makes it more joyful. Like who doesn't want to have a joyful life? I know we have so many people living around in misery, but it's misery that they create within their own minds. Yeah. If they have to rely on someone else to make them happy or material thing to make them happy, they're never going to be happy. Absolutely. And you see it all of the time. I mean, you see why there are so many people like celebrities who kind of hit these pinnacles of fame and fortune and all of this, Mm -hmm. and they're miserable and they end up losing it all or killing themselves or becoming addicts or whatever. And it's because if you have chased that dream thinking when X happens, then I'll be happy and you get to X and you're still not happy that can be a really disorienting, scary place. And it's because something outside of yourself can never make you happy. Happiness, joy comes from within. And once you can tap into it, then it can sustain you forever, but we're not taught that. And so it's something that most people need to seek out an information coach, something to help them. Um, And like you said, it takes years. That's why I don't work with anyone for less than six months because your transformation does not happen overnight. And I don't, the last thing I want is to, to take someone's money and say, I'm going to help you. And then, you know, they're, they're great for a couple of weeks and then we stop working together and then they go right back to their old habits. You need to practice. You need to have accountability. You need to have support, Mm -hmm. um, but you absolutely can shift it. I mean, I tell everyone this. In eighth grade, I was voted most pessimistic in my middle school poll. If I can change, anyone can change. Like, it's just a skill you learn and you practice mm-hmm. like anything else. I was most voted to not graduate high school. No. Mm-hmm. Well, they got that wrong. <laughs> a couple of college degrees, have my own company. Hey, we're on Amazon. As of today, we're on Amazon Prime. So, you know, it doesn't matter what people say to you. It doesn't matter what the perceptions of you are. It comes from you from within. You decide your destiny. Exactly. And if you're coming from a place of within of I'm amazing, not any better than or worse than anyone else, but I'm a, I am a a worthwhile, Mm -hmm. good person who tries their best. And yeah, we all make mistakes, but I, I really try. And I'm, that's how I'm treating myself in my own head. I am going to attract people and situations who treat me well Mm -hmm. on the outside. 
See, my first college degree, I hid it. I didn't tell anyone in my family I went to college. I have told no one that I even got a degree. Oh my goodness. And And why was that? I didn't think the degree was good enough. I didn't think the school was good enough. I didn't think my education was good enough. So I hit it. So I didn't use it. So I've had a college degree since 2006. Wow. And it was just a few months ago. I said, wait, I have a doctorate. I have a PhD. And something, you know, I have a degree. So I I tell my clients all the time, good, that you just, it's not about perfection. It's about progress. Mm-hmm. No one is looking at you as the way you are. Like mm-hmm. we all think everyone's like looking at us and judging us and all of this stuff. One of the best things my mom ever said to me was you wouldn't care about what people thought of you. If you knew how little they did. Yeah. We're all in our own worlds. We're all in our own minds. This journey is about you and you, mm-hmm. how can you connect with whatever higher power you believe in and become your fullest self because mm-hmm. we came here with unique gifts to share and to enjoy life that's truly i believe we came here for joy so if if that's it then just decide what makes you joyful and start moving towards it right. don't care if like someone's going to think oh well you know they don't make enough money or their car is not nice enough or what, or they, they're five pounds overweight. Like who cares if once you know, it's you and you, Mm -hmm. and that's the most important relationship you will ever have. Then all that becomes kind of just like white noise that you can filter out. But it's so, it's so sad to see so many people who are like constantly looking for validation on social media and all of those things to fill up some you know, something in them inside themselves, some hole that they haven't been able to fill yet. Um, right. I trust they'll get there. Like I I'm rooting for them. Right. It's like social media. If you're posting something on social media and you have 12,000 people following it, yeah. is that 12,000 people following something positive? Are you putting positive in the world yes. or are you creating noise? Or are you cl- cl- making negative if you make a negative yeah. you need help get out of here. you, you yeah, know yeah. get get in your mind you need help you need to fix yourself to put positive out there exactly if you're putting this white noise out there let's talk we have wonderful coaches we need to get you to positive completely exactly it's it's one of the reasons uh i've had many wonderful careers Um, but it was, I worked as a professional actor for a while and it was honestly, one of the reasons I left the profession was because, you know, I wasn't one of the top stars. So it was basically like whatever job I got, I would take. Mm -hmm. And so much of the TV and movies that were, that are put out there and are being made are negative are, you know, just things that I didn't want to put my energy into. Like when you're acting like that's a, it's so much work. It's 10, 12, 14 hours a day. I didn't want to put all of that energy to put something crappy out into the universe. Like I wanted to put something that I believed in that I believed could help people. Um, because that's what 
lights me up from inside. So, you know, it doesn't matter what lights you up, just figure it out and, and then do what you can to move toward it. And you don't have to get there overnight. Like just little steps. Find what makes you happy. You're going to piss a lot of people off getting there, but you know what? You're doing it for yourself. Absolutely. And that's why I think a lot of people don't do it because, you know, we are social creatures and there is this like deep seated fear of abandonment and, and, you know, being ostracized. Um, But again, it's not your first thought, it's your second thought. So, you know, if you get haters, like, cool, you must be doing something right. Because anyone who's doing anything worthwhile in the world is going to piss off some people. Like if if the last few years have not taught, have taught us nothing, it's that there are people who, when I say there's the sky is blue, they will say, no, it's purple. Like uh, reality, just, I mean, there will always be people who have a different opinion. Mm -hmm. So if, if you're worried about the criticism or the attacks that will come to you, if you are your true self, like they're going to come just let them, but get your mind straight. So they don't, they just like brush off you. It's and the like, best thing about social media is that you're haters. You can do block. Exactly. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to deal with you. Thank yeah. you for, for your thoughts. You're exactly. Yeah. But you know, you go over there. (laughs) Exactly. It's just, it's, that's nice. That is one very good thing about social media. You could just, but I remember the first time I got my first hater, I was like, yes. Okay. Finally, finally getting out there enough to have a hater. Woohoo. Like that's another small win to celebrate. (laughs) The sad thing is when the haters are family members, but you know what? You can not, you can choose your family. Absolutely. Because you were born to them doesn't mean you have to choose to be with them. Absolutely. And you can also, I love the analogy a friend gave me once. If you are the driver of the bus, you've got a bus, you're the driver of the bus. There are people, the bus is full. There are people in all of the seats of the bus, but you get to choose which seat they sit in. So if your mother if she's sitting right behind you is constantly nagging you or criticizing you or whatever, like you don't have to throw her off the bus, but maybe move her back a few rows and bring up that friend of yours who is like cheering you on and sharing your stuff and like celebrating you Mm -hmm. have that person behind you while you're Mm -hmm. driving the bus. We get to choose if when we choose, we are going to ruffle some feathers. It's unavoidable, but their ruffled feathers are not your responsibility. Correct. Your vibration, your joy, that's your responsibility. That's their stuff. And if they're not adult enough or emotionally mature enough to handle it, still their stuff. But don't take that on because it's not yours and it's going to weigh you down and prevent you from doing what you came here to do, whatever that is. This is very true, but we are almost out of time. So how can our viewers and our listeners find you? Oh, okay. Uh, just go to my website. It's my name, emilyshawls.com. That's E-M-I-L-Y-S-H-A-U-L-E-S emilyshawls.com or on uh, Instagram. I am shift.yourself. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show today. 
Thank you so much for having me. This is so much fun. And for everyone out there, have a wonderful journey getting well. Thank you.